All right, welcome back. Uh, it's been a year. It's been a long year. A uh, couple changes. We have a new um, title for our podcast. It's no longer the Sports Bible. It is now Make a Statement. Uh, another change in the podcast is the new co-host. Uh, it's no longer Michael Oka. It is now uh, one of my good friends, Sergio Panart. If you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, yeah. My name is Sergio. Um, I'm on the Laurier Brantford campus for Law Society, and I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long year. Um, sports are finally back in full swing at Laurier and just in general. Um, and, you know, as every episode and every show started with us is... We always kick off with Laurier. Always start off with Laurier Sports, then move into everything else. So, <laughs> big news in Laurier right now. Obviously, Varsity kicked off their season with cross country uh, on How Friday. Was uh, Friday was good. Friday was uh, at Centen- not Centennial, sorry, at Seneca. Uh, How did you guys a couple do? New ro- uh, woman, woman finished, I think, seventh. But uh, if I was told if. They, they were missing their top runner in Faith Neeson. If she competed and she, uh, you know, ran her race and was healthy, they would have easily got second. So that's a big jump from seventh to second. That's five spots just without, just missing one runner. Um, for the men's side, team-wise, uh, I totally forget where we placed um, individually. Was good. I had one of my best races of the season, even though it was opening day. Good stuff. Um, good I stuff. Never, never ran Seneca before. It was the toughest race of the year, or I was told that's going to be the toughest race of the year. I finished eleventh. That was a personal best for me in the rankings wise. Time of twenty nine fifty six. Uh, I reached my goal of sub thirty. Reached my goal of top fifteen. Uh, Aiden Carr, the rookie, finished twentieth uh, at a sub thirty two. Uh, the other rookie, Kirby Blackman, he finished, um, not exactly sure where he finished, but I know he was sub 36. Um, and then another rookie, Max, finished, uh, in the 40 minute range. And Jonas came in as our fourth, uh, our fifth runner, um, finishing again in the 40 something range. Jonas dealing with injuries, uh, shin splints, Kirby dealing with injuries, uh, but, it was it was good. It was uh, Aiden showed that he has potential, a lot, a lot, a lot of potential, um, and it was just uh, it was nice to get back out there, get get the dust off. Um, usually I get nervous at the line, but you know I felt calm. Uh, I ran smart, stuck behind a couple of people. I didn't go out too quick. I didn't blow out. Um, but uh, the girls on. on the girls' side, Kennedy finished 11th, Kiata finished 13th, uh, Maya finished 25th, I'm pretty sure, um, and then the fourth runner, Haley, finished, uh, again, I totally forget, but uh, somewhere in the top 50. Uh, so the girls had a, had a good race. As, as I said, they missed Faith Neeson, their top runner, but uh, hopefully she's back for next week, uh, October 1st at Fanshawe. Hmm. So those are some like big accomplishments. Um, what are like the main goals for cross country like heading into this brand new season? Uh, like I know the first race went well, 
So what's what what are we aiming for for Laurier Brantford history? Uh, well, for the men's, we're looking at uh, meddling at provincials for the first time in school history, and qualifying as a team for the second time uh, in school history for the boys. Um, now we're dealing with two injuries on the team, uh, which is it's is key. We need everyone to be healthy. Uh, it's going to be tough because a lot of people, um, I think three three runners, three to four runners weren't competing at that race. Uh, Jacob Fitzpatrick, who was last year's OCAA Rookie of the Year, um, is easily easily a top five runner. Um, so that that bumps us back a spot. Um, I think Sandy Freeland, who's going to be a top two runner. Um, it didn't race. He raced in the OUAs that time, um, which again is going to bump us back that spot. And then I think I think a couple of the runners who are sitting around the top ten uh, didn't race. So um, provincials is where everyone's going to be out there, uh, and we'll see. I know it's the school says it's top fifteen for individuals to make it. Uh, I think OCAA itself is top twenty five as an individual. So. It's going to be close as a team. I think St. Clair's going to clean up. Uh, Fanshawe probably will be second. Um, I know they're uh, a rookie, I think, finished third individually. St. Feeling will probably finish like second, probably. Uh, St. Clair's just going to clean up. They're going to win, probably. Fanshawe looks like they're going to get silver. And it, I think it's going to come down to us or Mohawk. They clean up bronze. Uh <laughs> So that's our goal for the men's. For the girls, obviously, they've qualified basically every year as a team. Um, their history is rich. You know, they have a bronze at nationals. They have a gold at provincials. I appreciate sure they have a bronze. They made had a bronze last year at provincials. Uh, they're looking strong. You know, Faith comes back healthy. Kennedy looks good. Kiata looks good. Maya looks good. Haley looks good. Um... I think they have a shot at qualifying again, like every year. Um, okay. But the Fanshawe girls is going to clean up. They, like, I think four of their runners were, like, top six, top seven. And they only accumulate four runners. They only count four runners per team. So you get four runners in the top seven. Your your score is going to be, like, below 20. Um so I think the girls have a shot at bronze, maybe silver. Men, we have a shot at bronze here. Um, but I think, as it stands right now, I think me and Aiden have a shot at qualifying as individual for nationals. Mm, that's amazing. You know what? A lot of varsity sports uh, cross country has always been uh, an essential part of Laurier Brantford. Uh, I do think you guys are fully capable of making nationals. Um, injuries does affect has a big like effect on performance as we all know but as the Laurier Brantford team is all 100% I definitely think we're real contenders for that national spot yeah I'm hoping so uh, we I think you think of Laurier Brantford I think you think of cross country I don't think you know soccer is slowly slowly getting in the map here 
Uh, yeah. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch fields here from the from the trails to the turf. Um, you know, last year the girls made school history. We qualified right. for provincials. Uh, me and you were both on the team on the men's side. Uh, we didn't do so good. <laughs> we had high expectations going into the season. Um, you know, we lost a lot of our team this year. It's a we have a fresh rebuild. We what kept what maybe six of us, six five of us. Yes, yeah, come back. Um, I, what are I, your expectations for this season? So for soccer this season, um, being on the team already, like since last year, it's just you have to come in with a new mindset. Um, just like everything, you have to come in with a new mindset of wanting to win. And it's a mentality of how hard a team's going to work for it. Um, I do think Laurie Brantford has the potential to win, as previously seen, la- previously seen last year. Um, the girls did it. They made history. And we went, me and you actually went to go support them because we can never be so proud of another school team like that. Um, they they put us on the map. And now I do think it's the men's turn to take that extra leap as well. Um, we have what it takes and determinations to do so. I do think that we can make provincials. Um, but it'll just come down to how hard we work at the end of the day. Um, we have it. I, I think we have potential. And Coach Murphy and Coach Jesse at the helm... Hard work is is what's going to prevail at the end of the day. So, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. You know, you know they're both coming off coach of the years last year. Obviously, like you know, respectable. The, you know, you qualify for provincials and first time in school history. That's a big accomplishment. Accomplishment. So, coach of the year was easily handed to him. Um, you know, they also switched up the coaching staff. They brought in Coach K. Uh, coach, you know, Kerry Hughes, who was a Hall of Famer, you know, <laughs> potential Hall of Famer, Florier. Um, she was in the program from when it started. She was four years on Laurier cross country, four years on Laurier soccer. She captained the team, I think, two, two, three years. Um, she knows what it takes. She led this team last year to the provincials, so she knows what it takes to win. And bringing in someone like that who not only, A, has been in our shoes as a student-athlete, but has been to the big stage at Provincials. Um, it's it's going to be a great experience for her, and she's going to coach the girls and the guys. So, you know, if it's someone you want to listen to who knows what it takes, it's her. She knows what it takes. She's been to the big stage. She's captain the team. You know, she's been here from the, from the ground up. Um... You know, you, you look at Lori soccer, she is the face. She's the face of Lori Brantford soccer. I'd uh, agree. Hands yeah. down. Hands down. Hands down. Um, for, you know, last year we had Martin, um, who again, captained the team for two years. Um, nearly, I think, two, three years, he's almost taken the team to Provincials. Obviously, you know, close games and that, but... Again, you look at the face of men's soccer, you think of Martin. Um, easily. Martin, Kara, uh, it's, you know, it's a coincidence that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I just see it as this. Um, 
Rome wasn't built in a day, right? So that's just how I see it. Right now, past few seasons, we've had two great player coaches, I would say. I would call them player coaches because they've been in the Laurier-Brantford system and they know what it takes, right? Um, so, yeah, just coming into this season, all the returning players came in with a new mindset of how hard we're going to work and how hard we want it. Um, and it's something to show the first years, and and I do feel like we have something to prove because last year we had lots of talent, but we just couldn't get the job done. This year, we're going to work hard. We're going to work harder than any other team and show them what Laurier Brantford is truly about because we're ready. We got it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's. I think this is a, a big year for us. We have a lot of dogs on this team, like mentally um, there. And it's, I don't want to lose, you don't want to lose. You ask anyone on that team, returning players, they don't want to lose. Um, we basically lost every game last year in the regionals. Um, we won one. just got... <laughs> well, basically lost. We won one due to a disqualification of Redeemer. Um, but to be honest, I, I take that as like a, a learning, like a, a place to learn. Because at the end of the day, those teams were mentally ready and they were prepared. And it, it just it, it just shows you, like, did we put in the work and did we do enough to win? Right, and that's when I go back to cross country as well. It's like you guys put in the work to win, and you guys train to win, you guys do it all to win and to bring glory back to the school. Um, and that's that's what we're starting this year. We're starting this year fresh, full new season. COVID is the COVID era is hopefully it's losing its way, but we're. We're starting again, and this is it. This is this is a great start that we want, you know. Yeah, I want to. I want a banner on that wall in the gym. So do I. That's history. Uh, exactly. There's only one banner up there, and it's the women's cross country. I want a banner. I want that wall is empty. It's too, it's too empty. Yeah. I um, want a banner beside that banner. Yeah, and it like, starts. Uh, it starts with the players in the system. It starts with ex- us. Exactly. Um, uh, something that I, I said to myself before coming to Laurier Brantford was that I'm gonna leave my mark. I'm gonna leave my mark here, in history, um, and however way that happens, it it will happen. Um, and I think that banner, it's 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 gonna come. It's gonna come. I'm a strong believer in that. Yeah, it's and if I can't get it done for soccer, then my goal is to get it done for cross country. Yeah, um, that's um, obviously you know cross country is my first preference, but I'm I'm the same with you. I want to leave a mark. I want to leave history behind um, for myself and for <laughs> school. Um, I want to be known as one of the greatest runners in Brantford history. Lori, that is my goal. Um, and, and I think I'm, th- I'm slowly, slowly starting to get there. Um, 
it's just, and it's just me continuing to push myself and work hard and not only that i want to not only help myself but help the team and build sports um you know i just want that banner so bad like i just want to be known like when future first years come in and they see banners i want to be yeah i was a part of that banner like i was a part of that history when when the coach when the coaches are doing their team talks be like you see that banner over there yeah because yeah, we work so hard yeah, for it yeah, yeah we worked hard it's us and it's us and at the end of the day that's what laurier branford is about right um i feel like as a small community we all come together for one cause and that's for the school we we put school yeah. first, and we that's that's it. We fight for that purple and gold, you know. Um, and for years to come, that's what we're gonna engrave in the school philosophy. We we get it done. That purple and gold is gonna it's gonna be something for years to come, you know. That's that's all I want. And speaking of working hard and things to come, I'm gonna switch it over real quick. Did we not see football these past two weeks? Insane. Crazy. Uh, you know, before before we switch over to football, I just want to say something. Any other school that is listening to this, Redeemer, St. Lawrence, St. Clair, whatever you are, uh, the purple and, gold, purple and gold were dogs. We were hungry this year in any sport. So, you know... That's 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 what Lori's made of. We're just dogs. Simple. We want to win, and we and we work for it. It's simple. Um, now we'll switch over to the to the big skin, to the to the to the meat and the fries and all of that. We're switching yeah. over because the, the team that's surprising me right now is the Oakland Raiders who have not won a single game. I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, not Oakland. Come oh, on. My come apologies, on, Las Vegas on. Raiders who have not won a single game. You, um, you know, you'd think so. Yeah, no, you're right. I Like, coming into this, I had a little, like, me and my friends usually pick, like, our tier rankings, like who's going to come first in their division. And I had, I had Vegas winning it. I was like, and it's, look, it's the Chiefs, Denver, LA, and Vegas, AFC West. I had Derek Carr and Devontae Adams going crazy. That not even me. like, not even Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Like they added Chandler Jones, alongside the other side, and the other side of Chandler Jones is Max Crosby. You have uh, two elite pass rushers coming from both ends. Um. Yeah. Um. Like, I would say defense has, like, yes, it's been a struggle, but it hasn't been their, like, worst, like, asset. I would say their running game, actually. Uh, guess yeah, where they place? Josh Jacobs. Yes. Guess where they place in rushing yards in the NFL? Right, dead last. 28th. On third down, yep, on third down percentages, they are 21st. So, at the end of the day, it's like, people usually say, oh, Running game isn't as important. I would say, I put it like it's up there because twenty eighth on rushing yards. That's they only have eighty yards rushing. 
80 yards. I think... <laughs> didn't Zeke get that, like, in, like, half a game? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I think a lot of running backs can get that in a full game. <laughs> and so, you have 80 yards throughout three weeks? I, I just... It boggles my mind. Another thing that boggles my mind is the Buffalo Bills. I'll never understand it, but they somehow find a way to surprise me week in, week out. Um, they just lost to Miami, who is currently undefeated. Um, I would say Miami are they're a great team. I said this last year. Miami's going into this season with a more healthy Tua. I know we probably just got injured yesterday. But going in with that healthier Tua, they got a better O-line. And I said that would have been their downfall, but it's better. Um, they have great wide receivers. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Defense is, I'd say defense is pretty good. But, um, yeah. Um, if I had to pick a team that surprises me right now, um, you know... There's, there's three of them. Okay. Um, two of them come from the NFC. One of them comes from the AFC. Um, two of them are leading in their division, surprisingly. Okay. Um, you know the Jaguars are two and one, and they just steamrolled over the Chargers, thirty-eight to ten. Um, I mean, you said it. You said yeah. it, Doug. Yeah, it's there. It was a coach. Doug Peterson knows how to coach. He does. Urban Meyer does not know how to coach. Nope. Um, they're two and one. They have, I think, an underrated team. I think they're going to be one of the sleepers. Um, another team that has surprised me, NFC. They're currently in their division. I think they're three and zero. I think it's the Eagles. Oh yeah, um, I called that too. <laughs> um, Hurts playing well. Devontae Adams, crazy game yesterday. Crazy game. Um, they had like eight receptions, hundred something yards in like the first half. Something like that. It was crazy. Um, they just have a all around solid team. They have a quarterback who can run. They have receivers they can throw to. Um, they have Goddard. They have Smith. They have AJ Brown. Um, you know, Miles Sanders can get the job done if he needs to in the backfield. Um, I would say the, the Eagles are, are in a great place right now. Yes, yeah, and their, their defense is solid. Like, they have a solid defense. Like, everywhere in that defensive back is solid. You know, their their defensive backs are solid. Their D-line, their linebackers, like, everything in there is all around solid average players. Um, was I surprised that the 3-0? Not really, but I did expect, you know, Dallas to have more of a fight. Um I didn't really see Washington or the Giants really do anything this season, to be honest with you. Um, but another team that's surprising me, I know they're they're below 500 right now. Um, Detroit, and I know I know they just lost, you know, on the last minute touchdown to Minnesota, 28-24 yesterday. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, everyone would expect them to be 0 three right now. They're one and two. They should be two and one. Technically, they were leading the. They were up the whole game against Minnesota. Um, I think yeah. they just have like I think their young players are starting to, you know, develop a lot quicker. You know, DeAndre Swift, um, Jeff Okuda, 
you know, you have TJ Hawkinson. You know, I think they just need a better quarterback. I don't think Goff's that guy. I don't think anyone thinks Goff's that guy. You know, Amari C. Brown is an upcoming young, talented yeah. receiver. Yeah. You know, that's their go-to. And you had Hawkinson, a big tight end who can run the ball. Uh, kind of reminds me of like a, like a little, you know, if Travis Kelsey and George Kittle had a kid. Had a kid, I yeah. Think <laughs> I, I think that's perfect. TJ Hawkinson, he can block, he can catch, he's big. Um well, like, for the Detroit Lions, their main issue has been defense. Their offense has been getting it done. Yep. Um, they have the second most points um, in three weeks. Um, they're yep. third in total yards. And, like, their defense ranks 20, 28th, 32nd, 24th, and 27th. So, yeah, like, the Detroit Lions, I told them, I told people this season... Their coach is coming in with a great mentality. He's great with the players. And I these love his games, coach. I love their coach. Yeah. These games aren't like, oh, the Detroit Lions are just going to go into it and lose. No, they're putting up some fights. The offense is getting it done. <laughs> Jared Goff as a QB. I would say, look, people might give me slander for this, but I think Jared Goff isn't a bad quarterback. I think Jared Goff is a system quarterback. Um, with this coach... He, I think he's he's getting the job done, and honestly, and this is, this is the NFL that excites me because it's not no more like just throwing. You need to be able to do it all. The NFL has, I, I would say, it's grown. Teams like the Philadelphia Eagles will always have success because Jalen Hurts. What can he do? He can do it all. I would say he's an yep. NFL perfect mm-hmm. QB. He's their first in total yards. Their second and third down percentages. Um, why? Because he can run and because he can throw. Um, where did he come from? Alabama, Oklahoma, right? Um, two of the best colleges in football. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like in order to play in this NFL, you need to be able to scramble. You need to. Because if a guy like Chase Young comes at you, and Honestly, I said this when Joe Burrow came in. I was like, look, I, I love Joe Burrow, but I don't think he'll be a Hall of Fame caliber player throughout his career. That's just me. You know, that's another team that surprised me is the Bengals. Uh, start up season 0-2. Obviously, you know, anyone can beat the Jets. Yeah. Um, as a as a Jets fan, it sucks to say, but you, you know it's it's for sure when you go against New York. But going back to Detroit here for a second, um, you mentioned something that stuck, and you know, they're not, as you said, that you know they're not just going in there to be like, oh, okay, everyone knows we're going to lose this game. No, they lost to the Eagles by three. They lost to the Vikings by four. Their close games are losing. They're not going to blown out by ten, fourteen, twenty. Um, they're close games. Um, that game, first week one against the Eagles, no one expected them to even put up Compete. 35 against the Eagles. Yep. Put up 35 against the Eagles. Um, now the defense let 30, allowed 38. Um, but still, um, no one expected, you think anyone expected to put them put uh, them to put up 24 against the Vikings? No. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, have a, a, I think, have a decent defense. You know, they just brought in... Uh, Smith, uh, Darius Smith from Green Bay. They have Harrison Smith and uh, on one of the, I think, an underrated safety. Underrated um, safety, I agree. Um, and they have a, a solid D line. 
Um, you know, like the deep Minnesota has always had a good defense. I feel like I feel like it's just their offense. You know, you know, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just Kirk is not it. You know, they have the receiving core. They have Adam Thielen. They have Justin Jefferson, um, Kyle Rudolph. Um, like you have a, and you have Delvin Cook on the running back. I don't know how they're not producing over these past years. Um, their defense has always been, a, I think, a solid factor of Minnesota. Um, but I, I think the Lions aren't getting blown out here. They're not. They're not losing like they did last year. You know, it's close games. Still losing. Um, I wouldn't be like I won't be surprised that they're. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year, but I won't be surprised that they're just they just missed the wild card. Like I agree. I think that's a great tip if to they, have. If if they can have, you know, make some couple key transactions at the trade deadline, like maybe bring in another receiver to help Amari St. Brown. Like maybe Odell. bring in, yeah, sign Odell. I don't think Odell would go to Detroit because he, he wants to win. He, he doesn't see Detroit as a winning thing, but still. Uh, like you make a couple of key transactions at deadline. Maybe you go for like you know Denver has a, has has a lot of good receivers. You know they won't trade Sutton, Hamler, Judy, but maybe pick up like a Tim Patrick, um, you know a veteran receiver who can kind of men- mentor St. Brown. Um, Honestly, um, I'd ask them to take Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. <laughs> I'll give him to you for. Uh, well, they, they probably want a guy who can catch a football. First oh, of all, okay. As a receiver, um, because this Deontay Johnson, uh, just he's a good receiver. Is disappoints me. Like the, the biggest thing of a receiver is a receiver supposed to catch the balls. Um, uh, he, led the, he led the league last year in drops. I, uh, the game against I think uh, Cleveland, Cleveland yep. and uh, dropped the it. week before that. A lot of drops, um, and. And Trubisky, he's is gaming in the like balls where it's catchable. Like I'm, uh, there was one play where he lofted one right in the basket. And yeah, he just totally dropped it. Like it just went through his arms. So, so and here's the thing. This is where I'm at right now. At the NFL, it's rather there are teams that know that they have a great chance going into the season, and there's teams that will always be like, "Look, this is where we're at. We're fine with taking losses." And these are teams like the Steelers right now. The Steelers aren't expected to win. Um, I personally thought as a fan, I think we would have made wild card still with TJ Watt still healthy. The minute that happened, I seen my dreams go outside the window. <laughs> um, like, for example, I'd say another team like that is L.A. L.A. knows they have pieces to come for the future. Justin Herbert. Which L.A.? LA oh, Chargers. Chargers Rams. Okay. Justin, Justin Herbert, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think Keenan Allen injured is a big loss to have. Um, that's, I would say, a top, maybe top six, top seven wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and to Keenan be honest, like, yeah, I would put yeah, him up I there. I, I agree with that. I agree, I agree with that. Um, and, like, this year, what's happening is, like, just decisions. Like, you see a third down percentage for from a team like, the Steelers and you just look at it and you're like how is this possible and it comes down to Matt Canada and Matt Canada's the OC for the Steelers and the Steelers plays 24th for a third down percentage which shouldn't be a thing 
because it's not like Mitch Trubisky is terrible. I would say he just needs right coaching. We rank 32nd in total yards. So what does that tell me? It tells me that the right plays aren't being called and that the wide receivers aren't making plays. I'd say George Pickens is phenomenal. Yeah, catch of the year. Uh, catch, catch. Oh, yeah. Um, Najee the, the Harris. Two, candidate, two candidates for catch of the year are come from Pittsburgh, Johnson and Pickens. The only catch that Johnson made is up for contention. Uh, <laughs> and, one and, reception. Yeah, one year. reception. Yeah, <laughs> but you get what I mean? It's like the NFL right now is that like, uh, like there's really clear winners and there's really clear losers. The Jets, I think next season, the Nets, the Jets no. draft good this offseason, like the following, and I guarantee you the Jets will make the wild card next year. They're a great core. I know you're a fan. Um, I've been kind of rooting for them in a way because it sucks seeing a team win, uh, seeing a team lose um, for a lot of the time. Um but honestly, look, total yards, the Jets are fifth. Um, passing yards, the Jets are fifth. Um, the only thing that's messing you guys up is defense. Uh, yep. You guys let the most third downs in the league happen to you. You, you rank 31st in third down percentage on defense. So, like I said, it's down to play calling as well. Um, there was a recent interview where... Gardner came out and said they they're getting confused on calls, which boggles my mind because you're so close to producing and you're getting lost on switches. So I think you guys have a great foundation. Flacco's not a terrible QB, still a Super Bowl winner. Um, and he, he has surprised that. me this year. You know, he's yeah. Like, you kind of turn back the clock against Cleveland in that, you know, the final, the last minute of, you know, stretch we came back and won that game. Um, we have we have a really, really young team on both ends of the ball. Um, Sauce Gunner is going to be amazing. I like, agree. Unreal. Like... Locking down, uh, like a couple of plays, you'll see, like, because he's just like, he doesn't even need to turn around to know where the ball's coming. Like, he just knows where it's going to come. Um, the one play against Jamar Chase, um, great, like, just great defense against a top receiver in the league. Um, he's definitely like, I see a lot of Dora in him, or even like a prime Antonio Cromartie. Um, we have two young receivers. Not even two young receivers. We have a lot of young receivers. We have I like I like Garrett Wilson. I like Elijah Moore. You know Corey Davis is is a vet that we need. You know Braxton Berrios on the slot. Um, you know it sucks that you know I really liked um Denzel Mims, but we just didn't give him the opportunity to shine. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, look, on the, I, I, I agree. Like, Jets, look, you know, um, 
I'm not the biggest, like, I'll say stuff to you about them all the time just because it's funny. But um, there's a big upside to them coming up. And Jets fans, you guys are going to be excited for these next couple of years. Yeah, we've been waiting 12 years for a playoff berth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's when we had Mark Sanchez, Mark, 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 uh, Sanchez and yeah. Brandon Marshall. Not even, no, we had, we didn't have Brandon Marshall. And Santonio Holmes, we had, you know, Edwards, uh, we had Ladanian Tomlinson still on the team. That's when we made the playoffs. Um, on the defensive okay. side of the ball, you know, the, the, the William brothers are good. I like, I like Quinn and I like Quincy. You know, we have Gardner, um, we have Bryce Hall, we have... Um, you know, we just picked up like the Marcus Joyner, Jordan Whitehead. Uh, I think we just need to work like, you know, our D-line's good, uh, kind of. You know, Carl Lawson, you know, this is his first season actually with the Jets. So we'll, we'll have to see what he does. But he's a he's a good young pass rusher. Quinn Williams coming through the middle. Uh, I think we just got to fix more of our defensive line. That's just me. You know, you know John Flick and Miles is good. But he ain't they, that, like, there were so many like good people in free agency last year that I wanted the Jets to sign. Like I wish we kind of got a Chandler Jones, <laughs> um, um, oh, like, does, even as a Darius Smith or something. Just like so many good players in the block last year. We just, yeah, but here's dude. where I'm at. It's like who wants to go to a cold to a franchise that looked like it had no future, um, and. To a franchise, like, honestly, if you have the choice between joining, like, L.A. and the Jets, you're most likely going to go to L.A. It's warm. Um, like, like I said, some teams just don't have that advantage to them. For example, in basketball, the Toronto Raptors, uh, same thing. I'd, I'd say same concept. Nobody wants to go to a team, especially if you haven't won. That's like a whole rebuild. Um but here, here's my question because I, I want to move on. What do you see? Like, what do you see? Like, who do you see in the Super Bowl? Early predictions starting now. Early predictions. Like, so if, if you AFC and NFC. AFC and NFC. We'll do. We'll do AFC finals and NFC finals, and then we'll do Super okay. Bowl. AFC finals. Um. No one in the AFC uh, North. Okay. So I don't see Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Nah. Um, no one in the AFC South. I don't see Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, Tennessee. Um, it's going to be true from the AFC East and AFC West. Um, in the East, I got the Bills. I think just in the playoffs, you know... They experience. They know how to get it done. You know, um, they, you know, technically beat Casey. I think, you know, it's just Mahomes is Mahomes is clutch. Thirteen seconds and stuff. Um, this might be a shocker right now. I know they're sliding, but I would not be. I think it's going to be a Chargers Bills AFC. Like I wouldn't be. Uh, surprised to see Herbert versus Allen in the AFC Championship. Okay. Okay. Um, now from the NFC, whew, 
that is tough because there's a lot of good NFC NFC teams. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you, you have like the Buccaneers, what? you have the Packers, you have the Rams, Forty uh, Niners. Yeah, Forty Niners. Like but I don't think Grapple's that guy. I don't think he's going to lead them back to the NFC Championship. So Forty right, Niners are out of the question. Cardinals mm-hmm. ain't going to do anything. Seattle ain't going to do anything. Carolina ain't going to do anything. Atlanta ain't going to do anything. New Orleans ain't going to do anything. Um, then AFC North, Lions, Bears, Vikings ain't going to do anything. I think it's going to come down to the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Um, okay. People might call me crazy. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, even before the season started, I had Dallas. But <laughs> I kind of felt like one of those crazy Dallas fans. And obviously with Dak being injured, <laughs> you know, and who knows, maybe Cooper Rush will lead him. You know, maybe Big Red, the Red red <laughs> Rifle might, might lead him there. We don't know. Um, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Eagles in the NFC Championship. Um, I don't see Tampa Bay making it either. I don't, sorry. Um, they, they looked horrible against Green Bay yesterday. What, 12 points? Mm-hmm. Against Green Bay? Yep, Green bonus. I mean, Green bonus for fourteen, but still. Um, but it's Tom Brady. It's yeah, it's Tom Brady. So it's, like, you know, Tom Brady in the playoffs is different. It's kind of like LeBron, you know, playoff LeBron. Play, no, no, season. no. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Um, yeah, we know that. We know that. We know that. Um, <laughs> so Eagles for sure. I think Eagles just have that. You know, defense wins championships, and a lot of those. Defensive guys are vets, and they know how to get it done. Some of them were even from that 2017 Super Bowl team. So, um, I think the Eagles, NFC Championship. Uh, it's tough. It is tough because it's between, like, two teams here. Um, you know what? I... I I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it. So, Bills, Bills, Chargers, AFC. NFC, Eagles, Eagles, Bucks. Eagles, Eagles, Buccaneers. I think it's Hurts, Hurts, Hurts versus Brady. And then you got Allen versus Herbert. Um, now, I'm all for underdogs. I think coming out of the AFC, um, I think the Bills crumble again. I think, you know, Allen Allen's gonna be back healthy for sure, hundred um, percent. You have Khalil Mack coming off the edge. You have Joey Bosa coming off the edge. You have Asante Samuel. You have Derwin James. Um, uh, look, I, I I'm all for I the think it's Herbert. Dogs. I think Herbert beats Allen in the AFC Championship. What? And again, I think the fight Eagles fight leads leads into the Super Bowl. I I think you know it's Brady in the playoffs. Yes, Brady in the playoffs, sure. But there's something about Brady against the Eagles that I, just, I don't trust. Um, and I I just think. It's gonna be one of those Eagles stories again. I think it's yeah. I think you know. Call me stupid. Call me crazy. Chargers, Chargers, Eagles. Wow. You know, as much as I hate saying it, you know, as Nia is an Eagles fan, 
Um, it's, it's going to be all on my face. They look good. They look good. Mm, um, I... Look, I, I I usually am with you on certain opinions, but I just don't think I can support that one right now. <laughs> um, hey, last year no one expected Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, you're right, but I just no one suspected Cincinnati. Look, they come out of the AFC. This year is Tom Brady's year. It's, it's simple as Tom okay. Brady right now. Yes, he's not. He's underperforming. I would say, look, Bucks rank 27th in total yards. The Bucks are ranked 27th in third down percentage. Every time I look at Tom Brady on certain posts and games, he's throwing an iPad, yes. But <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is what has been winning them games. They've been winning them games. Look, you know, wonder where Tampa Bay ranks in points on defense? First. Third down percentage on defense? Yeah. The- Sixth. Yeah, they they have they have number one defense right now. Passing yards twelve, total yards three hundred and nine. So uh, look, defense is great. I would say Brady has never really had like yes, he's had good defenses. I'm not going to take anything away from that Patriots team because I would say a very underrated players. I would say it's still a great team, but this is one of the one of the best defensive teams Brady's ever been on. And you're if you're yeah. putting the goat on this team and in a season where it's like the big boys are underperforming, you're that's it's he's bound for another Super Bowl. Brady wins it this year, he's done. Without Gronk, I think Gronk might even come back again because Brady's gonna call him and be like, "Look, we're screwing up. Um, I need I don't have a good tight end anymore." <laughs> Gronk's done. Gronk's done. Uh, look, I I want to say that too, but it's just right now it's, he's done. He's done. So, look, I think NFC, Tampa Bay. Um, Tam- you. Tampa. Mm, I, would say, I would say the Eagles, but I have a gut feeling someone's going to get injured on that team. Someone vital is going to get injured. So, I just, I just can't right now. I feel like they're, yes, they're great, but look... No, something inside of me is telling me otherwise. I'm gonna say Tampa, Tampa, LA, Rams. Yep. I'll say Rams because Rams have look Stafford. They have another. It's another great like defensive team. Um, this year they're uh, they're underperforming. I'd say their best aspect this year is their. Their rushing defense, they ranked 10th in the league, so... <clears throat> and Stafford on third down percentages is 5th, so... What's that tell you? It's that right now they're underperforming, but... Like I said, and it's like you said as well, playoffs, different story. Um, They've won it once, they have that mentality of, we're gonna win, so... Yeah, that's my NFC. My AFC goes as this. I I think Denver. Denver okay. goes to the AFC finals. Um I'd say Denver Buffalo. Okay, Broncos Bills. Okay. Um I say this because look, I love Mahomes. 
I do think he's the next. I wouldn't say next Brady, but he's he's fantastic. Um, but I just don't think they can get it done, honestly. Like they're... so, who who walks away? Bills or Broncos? Who goes to see Brady in, in, the, in the Super Bowl? I definitely think that Russell Wilson. If he if his team gets it together, there's something. Okay, so Wilson versus Brady again. <laughs> Look, the defense on the Broncos is unbelievable. They're ranked third on total yards, third in passing yards, sixth rushing yards, and points allowed. They're second, and who's first? Tampa Bay. Um, and what happened last time? Denver had a good defense. Twenty fifteen, they won the Super Bowl with like, Peyton Manning. My point exactly. Offensively, they're slacking a bit, but honestly, this is a new team. This is a new team. Russell Wilson was a system QB, I would say. I would say it was a system QB. Um, completions, he has 63 completions. His QB rating is 83, which is pretty good. Um, like I said, this Denver team is underrated as of right now. Like, I expect a lot more from them. Um, yeah, and to win it, if Tampa Bay, mm. just say it. Uh, no, we know we know what you're gonna say. You just said this is Brady's year, so we well, don't know okay. what's going uh, Well, you're right. Tampa, I think Tampa wins it this year. Uh, okay. Uh, as much as you don't like Brady because he's owned the Jets for years on years to come, yeah, um, he's the greatest of all time. And that is undisputed. Yeah, no, I can't argue that. Undisputed greatest of okay, all so time. Buccaneers beat Broncos. I didn't even think I gave you my. Who walks away with mine? I just gave you Chargers you, Eagles. You said fly, Eagles fly. Yeah, I said fly, Eagles fly against the Buccaneers. Oh, okay, okay. So who wins? Herbert versus Hertz. Allen versus Smith. Williams versus AJ Brown. Eckler versus Sanders. They both have good defenses. Uh, who wins? Who wins the battle between Eagles and Chargers? You know, I just... I think one team has an upper edge. When it comes to these two comparisons, uh, I say it's going to come down to one crucial defensive play and one sloppy offensive mistake. And I think Hurts is going to be that guy who gives that sloppy mistake. Um, I give the Chargers beating the Eagles. Oh, wow. Those are some big words, sir. Because I think Allen's such a, such a great route runner in this league. You know, Darius Slay is going to be up against them. Um, I just think like the like I don't think the Eagles have an offense enough experience. I'm not saying the Chargers do either. Like Chargers have no experience in offense either, but. You know, Allen's been around for a long time. Williams has been around for a long time. Um, 
they didn't they didn't want to get it done. So, so I think I think the Chargers beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And Rihanna sings it away. Hmm. Okay. Well, look, we have our predictions in for the NFL. Um, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, the NBA. Um, okay. Re- recently, eight minutes to wrap this yes, up. Look, I, I just want to talk about a big the big trade that happened this offseason, Donovan Mitchell, and what it means for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um. I think personally, hey, Allen. look, that was that was the best move. That was a fleece. That was a fleece. That was a fleece. Look, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is like I wouldn't say he's amazing. That's just how I see it. I think Donovan Mitchell is very ball dominant. He needs the ball in order to perform. Um, he's a star, but not a superstar. Yeah, he's a star, but. Not a superstar. There's players that'll push your team over the edge, like yep. for example Kevin Durant, or yep. you have a Kyrie Irving, yeah. where you can pair him with someone. But I just don't see no see, see playoff, them winning. Playoff comes around, he he hides. Yeah, he he does, and that's the truth. In the NBA, the bubble, besides the bubble, oh, besides the bubble. Well, T.J. Warren went off for like fifty in the bubble. Yeah, so. but you know Booker, Mitchell versus Murray. Besides the bubble, he hasn't done anything. Like in the NBA, teams, there's teams that will always stay mediocre, and it's because they're afraid to take risks. And I understand it, but why will the Denver Nuggets never win a ring? Why will the Utah Jazz never win a ring? Why will Cleveland never win a ring ever again without LeBron? Um, it's teams that will consistently perform in the regular season, but when it matters, there's no. Then like nothing. It was the same thing with the Houston Rockets, um, with James Harden. Why would they never win? Two ball, two ball dominant. Suppose a lot of isos. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like some teams are they're willing to take a risk and willing to take that risk to win, just like the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard, um, trading away Demar Derozan, took a risk Kawhi on one year. I said it was an amazing trade. A bunch of Raptors fans disagreed with me. What happened at the end of the season? Masai took that risk, and we won. I feel like Denver needs to step it up a bit. Same thing with Portland, and I'd say the Jazz. Um, Suns, too. Like, look, Suns. Do you, th- do you expect the Suns to win this season, Jax? No way. Oh. <laughs> like, Eastern Conference, like looks pretty good um, I would say it's ooh, Boston Celtics I would say without a Doka it's a tough spot to fill um, I'd say like 7 seed maybe Philly the Nets 7 gonna, seed the Nets Celtics. are looking to win um, but yeah it's like that trade just reminded me of like teams why franchises win and yeah. why there will be... F- Pardon? Like, certain franchises win... Sorry, like, you, you, uh, you cut out there a bit. Because they do that. Uh, you know, the East, okay. East is up for grabs this year. Like, 100%. Like, there's no, like, for sure. 
Um, I guess like winner, like you know, prior years you'd be like, okay, like the Nets with Durant and or Bucks or the Raptors, or like this this year you have like Cavaliers might win it, the Bucks might win it, the Sixers might win it, uh, Celtics might win it, <clears throat> like. It's it's up for grabs this year for the East. You know the West is kind of like, you know, it's probably it's probably it's probably gonna be the Warriors. Like, <laughs> I don't like, think the Lakers make the playoffs again. I think they do. I think they just squeeze in there as an eighth eight seed. But uh, yeah, like you're you're right. The the Warriors are always be amazing. Stephen Curry, in my opinion, people will get mad at me for this, but. Stephen Curry is the best point guard in history. And, and I'm it, one of those. Uh, I'm one of those people who disagree. But exactly. But I have magic still. So. Look, right now it's like Steph Curry's unstoppable. That whole team is unstoppable. Uh, they they look great. Jordan Poole, I called it in college. Said he was great. Michigan, he's look. Jordan Poole is great. Um, that whole team, Draymond does, like, frustrating to some fans he may be. Draymond is is amazing. Moses Moody, um, Clay Thompson, nice and healthy all regular season this year. Um, Jonathan Kaminga, Kevin Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Wiseman, I think he's healthy again. So, yep. look, that team's coming back, and they're hungry. The same thing with the mm-hmm. LA Clippers. I think the Clippers this year go far. I no. think... Yep, I I'm calling it right now. I think they make the uh, Western Conference Finals, and Kawhi Leonard goes crazy this year. No chance. Kawhi's gonna drop a mixtape midseason. There's no chance. What? No chance. Mm. I think Paul George is worn out. Wow. Look, I agree with that. I don't think he's a superstar anymore. No, he's worn out. He's worn out. He's a star. Mm, like he's worn out. But the thing is, Paul Just George. Like Westbrook. Was, no, 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 no. I would say Paul George wasn't brought in to be a superstar, though. Paul George was brought in to to be that Pascal Siakam, to be that supporting member. Well, he's been supporting for years now. He came in. To, he came in to support Russell and OKC. And now he came in to support Kawhi. I feel like if he would have stayed in OKC with Shy, like Gilchus like Alexander, mm. in a rest left, and Kawhi just had his team in like the Clippers. Okay. Then, I th- you know I think when you have you keep Paul George in OKC, you you pair him with Shy, who's an all-around point guard, he can pass, he can rebound, he can shoot, he can score, he can drive. Paul George will be that focal point in that team. Yeah. Then you just slowly build around him. And then you have two defensive players on both sides of the ball, like Lou Dort and George. Uh, you have Dort as a shooting guard. And you have George as a small forward. Gilchrist Alexander can play defense as well. Who knows what OKC would have been like? 
And and you bring in Donovan Brown. No, sorry, Donovan Brown's gone. No, not Donovan. Um, what's his name? Bill Billy Don Billy Donovan. Yeah, Billy Donovan. He's yeah. in Chicago now. Yeah, he's in Chicago. Sorry. Um. Either way, but I don't what? know. I think I think Paul George would shine better if he stayed in OKC than he went to LA. I don't think he's. I don't think. He, I don't think he was ready for the LA move. Either Lakers or Clippers. Well, yeah, moving to the big city isn't for everyone. Um, no, he's not. He's not a big city player. I would say, I loved him at the Pacers. I would say that Pacers team. We had, loved him. Everyone loved him in Pacers. That Pacers team was something else. That I will always yeah. remember the best three and D player in the league, and he was just like that guy. He was on par with, I would say, like the greatest stars in the NBA at that point. Um, but yeah, I agree. But uh, I think that's you know, just went over time here, just an hour and one minutes here. Um, you know, first episode's always a bit shaky, but I think we had a, a decent, decently conversation here. I would say it's a great conversation. Um, I'm just going to let the audience know that, you know, from here on out, every podcast episode from here on out to the end of the year, everyone's going to get better and better. The expectations for this upcoming year, obviously, we always kick off the show with Laurier. Sports run all the way till March. So there's there's never going to be an episode where Laurier ain't involved. Um Throughout the throughout the year, we're gonna have some special guests come on the show. Um, probably from Laurier, you know, might bring on Coach K, might bring on Martin, could bring on um, some cross country runners. Yeah, um, anything. It's really up to us, you know. Um, I'm gonna try to get this one special guest who, uh, you know. Was a former NBA player, played with Jordan, but uh, that will be in the works. That will be uh, something I'm going to try to get in the upcoming year, because uh, that I think will have a lot of questions for him, especially about G, MJ, <laughs> you know, greatest of all time. But um, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. You know, last week we were supposed to have episode one, but. Um, we just need some more time to get everything going, get the equipment working. But um promise you from here on out, every week, every Tuesday at 12, the Make a Statement will be out. Um, this week, you know, we had similar takes, but don't worry. <laughs> Sergio will probably make some hot takes that I'll disagree with. I'll make some hot takes that I'll disagree with. So right now, it's, today's episode was pretty calm. Throughout the year, we're going to have some episodes that uh, aren't so calm. Kind of uh, just, Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith. Just wait for the Premier League. Just Yeah, when the Premier League gets back here, when Arsenal beats uh, Tottenham in the London Derby. Okay. Just wait. Just wait. Or when Barca, like, you know, doesn't even make it out of the group stage in the Champions League. But, you know, it's uh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be uh, it for today's episode. You know, make a statement. Is going to be, trust me, we're going to make a statement. 
in the podcasting industry. I promise you that. Um, so until next week, I've been your next week. Jackson. And I'm co-host Sergio. And uh, we'll catch you next Tuesday at 12 um, with some more hot takes and some more uh, Lori Branford news. Sounds good. See you guys then. See ya.